Have you been praying? And you still have no answers. Have you been pouring out your heart for so many years? Have you been hoping that things would have changed by now? Have you cried all the faith you have through so many tears? Don't forget the things that he has done before. And remember he can do it all once more. It's like the
be a voice can just go somewhere. Dirty thoughts, a nice clean mind. Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. You care what the mainstream media says? What's up, family out there? You listening? Alexander Hamilton said that any nation which can prefer disgrace to danger is prepared for a master and deserves one. Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this. But every lesson in history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning Christian liberal friends refuse to face. Our priests, our pastors, and now, sadly, even our Pope. That his policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives us no choice between peace and war. Only between fight and surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we will have to face the final demand, the final ultimatum, and what then? When Satan has told his own... He knows what our answer is going to be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of his cold war and someday when the time is right to deliver his final ultimatum. Our surrender will be voluntary because you see by them we will have been so weakened from within, spiritually, morally, economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price or better read than dead, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees with his mask on than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war. Because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know it and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, well, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our beloved dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, did not die in vain. Where then lies the road to peace, you say? Well, it's a simple answer after all. That you and I have the courage to tell our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which evil must not advance. My fellow Americans, you and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, 
I will sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We're at war now with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind and his long climb from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said if we lose this war, and in so doing lose this great way of freedom of ours, history will record with the greatest astonishment that those of us that had the most to lose did the least to prevent it from happening. Well, I think it's high time now we ask ourselves if we still even know the freedoms that were intended for us by our founding fathers. Every generation of Americans needs to know that freedom exists not to do what you like, but having the right to do what you ought. Set yourselves apart from this corrupt generation. Be saints. We weren't made to fit in. We were born to stand out. Kind of reminds me of the words that Mel Gibson first intoned in his Academy Award-winning film, Braveheart, when he said to his ragtag army, and I say to you tonight, I see before me a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You've come to fight as free men, and free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? This man says, no, we'll run and we'll live. Yep, fight and you may die. Run and you'll live for at least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you have been willing to trade all the years from this day to that for one chance? Just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that you can take our lives. You can never take our freedom. Every man dies. Not every man truly lives. You, 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 we must fight for that authentic freedom and live, my friends. By God, we must live. And with the Holy Spirit as your shield and Christ as your sword, may you join St. Michael and all the angels in defending God and sending Lucifer and his henchmen straight right back to hell where they belong. Guess whose loud mouth that was. We are headed into the storm of all storms. Yes. This storm is upon us. But not without Jesus, our rudder. And in the words of Reagan, evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. God bless you. And also with all of you, yes, what a great honor, Chris, and anyone else who happened to be there to watch that live. It was, it was unbelievable. It was something special, and yeah, that was my loud mouth back there yelling freedom, of course. <laughs> I waited for a good time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, leading off first with an uh, inspirational song by my friend and Fellow Patriot Greg Phillips, thank you for that, Greg. Has um, a great song, and now we got to hear.
Just a little reminder of uh, what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? In case you missed it, that was a good time for... Thank you to my bro, Joe, for uh, introducing me to Chris Stapleton. What a great musician. Evolve your mind. <clears throat> 19 minutes from Jordan Peterson. Worth our time. I bother with this strange old book at all. And that's a good question, you know. Um, it's a contradictory document that's been cobbled together over thousands of years. It's outlasted kingdoms, many, many kingdoms, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting that it turns out that a book is more durable than, than stone, it's more durable than a castle, it's more durable than an empire. And, and that's really interesting, you know, that, that, that something in some sense so evanescent can be so long living. So there's that, that's kind of a mystery. I'm, I'm approaching this whole scenario, this, this, the biblical stories as if they're a mystery fundamentally, because they are. There's a lot we don't understand about them. <clears throat> we don't understand how they came about. We don't really understand how they were put together. We don't understand why they had such an unbelievable impact on civilization. We don't understand how people could have believed them. We don't understand what it means that we don't believe them now, or, or even what it would mean if we did believe them. There, there's, And then, on top of all that, there's the additional problem, which isn't specific to me, but 
is certainly relevant to me that no matter how educated you are, you're not educated enough to discuss the psychological significance of the biblical stories. But I'm, I'm going to do my best, and partly because I want to learn more about them, and one of the things I've learned is that the best way to learn about something is to talk about it. And when I'm lecturing, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to tell you what I know for sure to be the case, because there's lots of things I don't know for sure to be the case. See, one of the things that bothers me about simple-minded atheism, and, and I would say the simple-minded atheism is of the sort that regards these stories as nothing but simple superstitions, is that it's very, very poorly informed. Because whatever these stories are, they are not merely simple superstitions. They weren't conjured up by some cabal of priests to bamboozle the masses, even though they were used for that purposes from time to time. It's, it's much, much more complicated than that. They have a very ancient lineage, and they're tied together with all sorts of other stories. And there's, there's an, an emergent wisdom in them, and, and I think the right way to view them is as the birthplace of sophisticated philosophical ideas. And so you have to wrestle with these stories. You can't just... And I said already that I'm going to be as rational as I possibly can in my discussion of these stories and, and not refer to anything metaphysical except when that's absolutely necessary, even though I don't want to eliminate the possibility of a metaphysical reality because I think that's premature. But, but you have to take the story seriously if you're going to, if you're, if you're going to, if you're going to approach the problem properly. You can't just casually dismiss them. It's, it's not appropriate. So I'm going to reiterate this. You know, I've learned something. I have this idea that it would be a good idea for young people and, and older people, citizens of the West, let's say, to learn more about their culture and their civilization, right? Because it's a great civilization and it's, it's, it's taken a lot of work to put together. But I don't think that we really know. I mean, I know a fair bit about it, although I wouldn't consider myself nearly as educated as a person should be. but. I'm not too badly educated, and, but I tell you, going through these biblical lectures, verse by verse, just makes me even more aware of how unbelievably ignorant I am. You know, and partly for two, two reasons. Like one is because I've been using this biblehub.com place, and I think I told you last week, but I wanted to reiterate it because it's important. It's so interesting the way that they've set it up because you can go through the biblical stories verse by verse, and then for each verse there's a whole small font page of commentary from multiple sources. And so, you know, not only is the Bible hyper hyperlinked in the way that I discussed in the first lecture with all the verses referring to not all the other verses, but lots of them, but it's, un it's got its tendrils out into literature, you know, direct commentaries on the text, but also all the all the literature that's been influenced by it. So it's, it's, it's an unbelievably central and core text. And it's so interesting to read a book where every sentence has been commented on, well, really in volumes. And then just to get a sense of that volume of material, you know, how much power, brain power, there's been put into this. And, and to also understand how bloody ignorant, like I'm so ignorant about this. There's all this work and, and it seems that we've left it to decay in the dust, and it's a big mistake, man. It's a big mistake, because the people who were writing these commentaries, like, you know, a lot of it's from the 14th and 15th and 16th century. It's kind of archaic, and it's, 
and it's some of it's outdated and some of it you wouldn't agree with but if you read all the commentaries side by side you know you get a pretty good blast of wisdom coming at you and like the thing about wisdom is it stops you from running face first into walls you know it's not just there to to so that you can talk to people at parties about what university you graduated from you know and it, it's there because the the information is unbelievably useful and you know one of the things that you do with your ideal, let's say, is you establish a contract with it. And you also establish like a social contract with other people, right? That, that's what keeps society organized. And so there's this idea that emerges in the Abraham stories of a sacred contract and that has the same function as the Ark. And what it does, because what happens in Abraham, and we'll see more of this today, is that he, you know, God tells him to go forward into the world, and we've, we talked about that last week, and he does that, and he encounters famine, and he encounters tyranny, and he encounters powerful people who want to take from him what is his. I mean, God sends him out in the world, but it's not like he has an easy ride of it. It isn't easy at all. It's as hard as it can be. But there's this consistent emphasis in the text, and I think it's something really worth attending to, that if you maintain your contract, which, and that has, that has to do with honesty and trust and truth and all of those things, if you maintain your contract, then you have a good possibility, the best possible possibility of making your way through the catastrophe and the chaos. And I, I don't want to be naive about this. You know, when I read Jung and I started to understand the idea of the hero archetype, you know, the idea that the human being is a, is a force, a logos force that can stand up against chaos and catastrophe and tragedy and evil and prevail. I never did think that that meant that if you did stand up and, and tell the truth that you would necessarily prevail, right? It's not, it's, not, it's not a magic trick. It's your best bet. That's the thing. You don't have a better option. And so, and that's what's, that's what, that I, see the idea is emerging in, in the Abrahamic text. It's like people are figuring this out. That would be progressive revelation. That's one way of thinking about it. And you can think about that in religious terms, but you can also think about it as humanity consulting itself, right? Each individual talking to themselves, which is what we do when we, when we think, and each individual communicating with every other individual and gathering a, a body of wisdom that helps people or orient themselves in the toughest conditions. And it, it's an incremental process. And I think that, I really do believe that that's speaking purely secularly. I do believe that that's what manifests itself in the biblical stories, right? It's the dawning enlightenment of mankind, something like that, as we start to understand the principles by which we have to live in order to orient ourselves properly in the world. So, and I also do believe, and, and this, is, this is the thing that's the unspoken question, is like, you don't, you don't have any idea how rich and fulfilling your life could be despite its tragedy and limitation, if you stop doing the things that you know to be wrong. It's a really grand experiment. And, you know, one of the things that God tells Abraham constantly as, as the story progresses, especially every time Abraham makes a sacrifice, is God says, walk with me and be perfect. It's something like that. And, and so the injunction is, well, aim high. Establish this relationship with the highest thing that you can conceive of, which you might as well do that because, well, what are you going to do? Establish a relationship with the most mediocre thing you can conceive of? Or you're going to establish a relationship with the lowest thing you can conceive of? People do that. And I wouldn't recommend it. It's a really bad thing. And there's a lot of pain associated with that. And maybe 
you know, there's, the, there's pain that can expand into a world-destroying force down that route, and there's absolutely no doubt about that. So, what is there something superstitious and foolish about attempting to establish a contractual relationship with the source of all being? I mean, I, I, I just don't see that as, a, as an erroneous conception. Culture is a structure of category that we all share. So we see things the same way. Well, that's why we can talk. I mean, not exactly the same way, because then we'd have nothing to talk about. But roughly speaking, we have a bedrock of agreement. Uh, that's the Bible, by the way. So I just walked through the Museum of the Bible in Washington. That was very cool. It's a very cool museum. So the structure, that's what the Bible Yeah, that's what provides. I figured out. I've been, I just figured this out this week. So it was a cool, it was a cool thing to walk through because it's, it's chronological. They have one floor, which is the history of the Bible. Mm. But it's not exactly that. It's really what it is, is the history of the book. Now, in many ways, the first book was the Bible. I mean, literally, because at one point there was only one book, like as far as our Western culture is concerned, there was one book. And for a while, literally, there was only one book. And that book was the Bible. And then before it was the Bible, it was, a, you know, it was scrolls and it was writings on papyrus. And, but it was, we were starting to aggregate written text together. And it went through all sorts of technological transformations. And then it became books that everybody could buy, the book everybody could buy. And the first one of those was the Bible. And then it became all sorts of books that everybody could buy. But all those books, in some sense, emerged out of that underlying book. And that book itself, the Bible isn't a book, it's a library. It's a collection of books. And so what I figured out was partly because I was talking to my brother-in-law, Jim Keller, who's the world's greatest chip designer and has now designed a chip that's as powerful as the human brain, which is optimized for artificial intelligence learning, by the way. So in any case, we were talking about meaning in text because we were talking about translation and the problem of understanding text. And Jim said, the meaning of words is coded in the relationship of the words to one another. And the postmodernists make that case that all meaning is derived from the relationship between words. That's, that's wrong because, well, what about rage? That's not words. And what about moving your hand? That's not words. So it's wrong, but, but part of it's right because the meaning we derive from the verbal domain is encoded in the relationship between words. So. So now then you think, well, let's think about the relationship between words. Well, some words are dependent on other words. Some ideas are dependent on other ideas. The more ideas are dependent on a given idea, the more fundamental that idea is. By de that's a definition of fundamental. So now imagine you have an aggregation of texts in a civilization. You say, which are the fundamental texts? And the answer is, the texts upon which most other texts depend. And so you'd put Shakespeare way in there in English because so many texts are dependent on Shakespeare's literary revelations. And Milton would be in that category and Dante would be in that category, at least in translation. Fundamental authors, part of the Western canon, not because of the arbitrary dictates of power, but because those texts influenced more other texts. And then you think about that as a hierarchy, okay, with the Bible at its base, which is certainly the case. Now imagine that's the entire corpus of, ling of linguistic production, all things considered. Now, how do you understand that? Like, literally, how do you understand that? The answer is, you sample it 
by reading and listening to stories and listening to people talk. You sample that whole domain, you build a low-resolution representation of that in your inside you, and then you listen and see through that. And so it isn't that the Bible is true. It's that the Bible is the precondition for the manifestation of truth, which makes it way more true than just true. It's a whole different kind of true. And I think this is, I think this is not only literally the case, factually, I think it can't be any other way. It's the only way we can solve the problem of perception. But I mean, one of the reasons that I think the New Testament is psychologically true, let's say, is because, and this is one of the things that's, that's, that's deeply embedded in the structure of the Bible. In, in the Old Testament, there's this idea, um, and I'm skipping ahead, that through a succession of states, the people who behave properly will eventually establish the proper state. And so the state is viewed in some sense as the, as the entity of salvation. But what happens in the New Testament is that idea gets, you could say, deconstructed. And instead of a state being the place of redemption, a state of being becomes the state of redemption. And so the idea that human beings will be redeemed moves from the utopian state vision to the responsibility of the individual. And I think that's correct. I mean, I believe that that's the right answer. And I think that the West in particular is predicated on that idea because it makes the state subservient to the individual. I mean, there's a, there's a what? A dialogue, a continual dialogue. But in the final analysis, the locus of the divine is the individual, not the state. And I believe that that's so true that if we don't act it out and believe it, then we all die painfully. And that's true enough for me. The reason you need profound things, as far as I can tell, you need profound knowledge is because life is actually a profound problem for everyone. I mean, you can shelter back and live a very conservative existence and look like more power to you. I understand why you would do that, but it doesn't stop you from having to face the ultimate questions of life, right? They're right there in everyone's face and at least at some point in your life. And it would be better if you could, I think, if you could confront them full on. And, and to deal with them properly and to be a beacon of strength as a consequence of that. It's, and, it's, and I think that wisdom, that's what the humanities are supposed to teach, is wisdom. And wisdom is what enables you to deal honorably with the tragedy of life. And I think you, I can't see how you could think that that was a bad idea because there are going to be times when you're in an emergency room and, you know, prone to panic and to, and to cry and to break down and to, and to collapse and to be of no use to anyone around you. And that's not the right way to be. It's the right way to be in a situation like that is to be strong and reliable and I don't think you can do that without being wise and you can't be wise without putting yourself together and without knowing something about where you came from and what you're like and that that's history and the humanities and so this isn't optional it's 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 more necessary the man does not live by bread alone and that's exactly the issue here what I've been thinking about for a long time is I can't tell if I'm a like an advocate of the religious viewpoint or its worst possible critic because I am doing my best to make it rational, and there's, an, there's a reductionistic element to that, but I think that I'm doing that while also leaving the door open to things that I don't understand, because I know that there's, there's more to this story than I understand or can understand, and I'm laying out what I can understand, and I'm making it rational, but I do not believe for an instant that that exhausts the realm. 
It's like there are, there are ways of interpreting these stories that work in the conceptual universe we inhabit right now. But there's a lot of things that we don't understand. And what I'm, the thing I've found about digging into these stories is that the deeper you dig, the more you find. And that's pretty damn, that's one of the things that convinced me that there was more to them than I had originally suspected because things would click and I'd think, wow, that's, <laughs> that's really something. And then I would take it apart further and I'd think, oh, well, I thought that was something, but this is, this is even more remarkable. It just keeps opening and opening. You're supported by your tradition and that's why you need your tradition too. That's why you need to be embedded in your tradition because without that, without the support, let's say, of your father, and, and I mean that both practically and metaphysically, without that behind you, without the knowledge of you as a, both a biological and a cultural creature, without that depth of knowledge, you, can't have, you don't have the courage to do it. You, because you don't know what you are, what you could be. And so without that, because you're a historical creature, you know what, S students ask me sometimes, why study history? It's like, well, because history is about you, that's why. It's like, history tells you who you are. You can't tell who you are because you only live a little while. How the hell can you figure out who you are? So you need all this collected wisdom and all this dream-like information and all this mythology and all this narrative to inform you about what you are beyond what you see of yourself. And you know, you're pummeled down and people picked on you and there's 50 things about you that are horrible and you know, you've got a self-esteem problem and you're sort of hunched over and you've got all these problems, you know, and so it's not easy to see, let's say, the divinity that lurks behind that unless you're aware of the heroic stories of the past and the metaphysics of consciousness, let's say, I don't think that you can have the courage to regard yourself as the sort of creature that can stand up underneath that intense existential burden and move forward in, in courage and grace. Hmm. Wow. Wow. I hope that resonated with someone else besides me. God is moving among us. Spontaneous revival breaks out at college. I'm sure many of you have seen this now. I, I saw this. I think I first saw it last night, and it was right after the show, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to hop on that tomorrow. And sure enough, uh, the word got out. To Tomorrow will begin the eighth day. Today is the eighth day, I believe, of this days-long revival service at Ashbury University. Students say they didn't expect or plan for this to happen. People have come from all over the country to be a part of this prayer vigil. The fire is spreading. Reporters, reports say students from more than 21 colleges now have arrived at Ashbury University in Kentucky for revival services. Quote, two things stood out to me. First, there was a noticeable lack of tension in my body. I was completely relaxed. And there was also a complete lack of mental tension or distraction. My mind was at utter peace and had only been there for 10 minutes, he wrote.
I fully endorse this version of protest, by the way. Wouldn't that be great? A protest into the churches. <laughs> what a beautiful story and what a uh, amazing time to be alive, guys. It's uh, all of the things that we've been through. Tomorrow, February 16th, 2019. 9.46 p.m. Quote, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. 2 Theologians 3.3. 3. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Matthew 6.13. Yeah, man. Thanks for being here today, guys. I am glad you're all here with me. Thank you very much for a little different opener. Um, you know, when you look for when you look for news from a different perspective, literally, I changed how I did all of my digs last night and today. I couldn't sleep and. Up early and took a little nap this afternoon and um, just tried to change the way I looked for news. <laughs> I said, you know what? I, I want to find a bunch of inspirational stuff to start the show off with today. And boom. What a time, what a time, what a time to be alive. Everyone out there lurking and listening, thank you for being here today with me and thank you for joining us in prayer. I love God and I love Jesus. I profess thee every day as much as I can. I love you guys. Who cares? Chris, thank you for everything. Thank you for the reminders of uh, being there uh, with you and having give, given a chance to give you a hug and listen to Jim Caviezel. Uh, what a great time. What a great time. Jane, thanks for being here. Um, <clears throat> who cares? Let's see. Who else is I love to Francis is here and several others over there on Twitch as well. Thank you for being here today, Twitch fam. D-Live crowds lurking and listening. I see the Rumble crowds in the house. As always, do me a favor, Rumble. Please hit that thumbs up button. Thank you for being here today. B-Sides in the house. J.D. Rish, I got your, I, I got some, I got a, I got an angle that I think you can think about, Beachside on that front uh, from my travels. Um, a educated guess of some kind. Uh, so I'll get to that here in a little bit. Thank you for that link. I appreciate the coffee as well. Thank you very much. Everyone else out there over on Rumble lurking and listening today. Much love and God bless you all. Thanks for being here today. My Pilled fam's in the house strong today. Love you guys. I appreciate you all very much. Thanks for being here. Abolitionist, Tracy, PCB, Keep Trues in the house. Paulie, thank you for the gold pills. God bless you, brother. It's great to see you out there every day. Keep Trues in the house. Let's see who else did I miss. Tori is out there. Abolitionist, great to see you. And many others. Warrior in the gardens out there. Belushi's in the house. I hope all is well. I got a chance to go back and listen to a little bit of your discussion yesterday. Interesting discussion. Keep that stuff going. We got to keep doing it right. I appreciate you all being here. RP4L. Uh, Red Pill 66. There's a... Um, a different name in the chat. Welcome to the party, pal. Everyone, please welcome Red Pill sixty six into the into the uncensored fam here today. Thanks for being here today, guys. Twenty one forty five gold pills, and I missed all of them pretty much. I think didn't I? Uh, Paulie, oh sixteen hundred from Paulie. Wow, thank you, sir. Thank you. God bless you. An abolition with a cookie. Balouche with a can, and Sean Joe with another cookie, as he does every day. Thank you, brother. And who cares? News with one hundred forty five gold pills. Sing with you every day, bro. Thank you, guys. You guys are 
awesome and you're keeping me moving and you're keeping me going. Anyone I would love to hear uh, some from the OGs. Um, just listening to Jordan Peterson, it made me wonder, um, you know, um, what's your what's your honest opinion, Chad, of my content over the last three months going through all this crap versus my overall, you know, um, book of uh, of of uh, content, better, worse, or same from the honest ones out there. You know who you are. If I ask you a question, I want to hear your honest answer. Give it to me. Last three months versus my overall content period, better, worse, or same than it usually is. I appreciate you all for your honest opinions. As always, what we try to do is hold each other accountable, right? <laughs> so I want to know your honest answer because I have been putting extra hard work in, but I don't know if it's coming across. So anyways, I appreciate you all. We got uh, lots to talk about today. Um, a little bit of uh, this day in alternate history uh, from Q, we got to talk a little bit about Q, of course, today. Definitely got to talk about Jeffrey Epstein a little bit today. Um, so that's in the, that. Oh, crap. What did I just on? I just I have so many tabs open that it's hard to. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to open a tab because you have so many open. Really, um, any of those chemicals. I have some news on the chemical stuff that we need to talk about a little bit. Um, and then I don't know, man, a lot of just interesting random stuff out there today, but it's all good stuff. So I hope you, uh, I hope you guys hang out for the ride here today. Lots of good stuff to talk about. Thank you all for being here. And I appreciate you all, Chris. Thank you for your opinion. I appreciate that. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Uh, you know, I've been thinking last night. I couldn't stop thinking about it actually. Um, like, man, I'm, you know, cause I, I always, I'm always worried <laughs> that, it's worse, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I, I hate to see others do mislead or hurt things more than, than, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know exactly what I mean, Chris, uh, abolitionist heart is always in the right place. Your head gets confused sometimes. Yes, that it does. Uh, but Toria, I'll give you my answer. Let's keep flipping going. <laughs> uh, appreciate you. Thank you for the 118 gold pills. Here's my opinion. Love you, bro. I love you back. Thank you very much. And thanks for just being there. Just, you know, offering. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jane. Johnny B as well. All right. Well, I mean, I have been. Lisa, thank you. That's very kind of you. Because I know you guys wouldn't just blow smoke up my ass. I want you guys to know I want to know exactly how you feel. Um, who carries your content last six months has been in a sine wave from the mountaintop to the bottom and then up <laughs> there has, there was a couple of days there around the, there was, I, there's so much I, I, at some point I'll, I'll explain about all that. Who cares? Um, but they, it was a version of spiritual attacks that, that it was, was something I had never really experienced before. And it was also around the time that, um, Jehovah witnesses, did some weird shit to my house. There was, there's, I'm telling you, dude, there's a whole story there that, uh, that I hope I can find a way to tell someday. Um, but it was, it was pretty wild, man. Um, and, and then also knowing, obviously then now I, now you understand. Um, I, I already knew, right. I knew that there was a problem. 
I just didn't, I didn't want myself to believe it. I didn't, I didn't want to believe it was that bad. You know what I'm saying? So, um, the, there was a big part of that that was happening at the same time that I was, I knew that there was things happening and I was, you know, you, you know, when you, you see a wrecking ball rolling down the, down the, you know, and you're just, you're holding it like as much as you can until it's just, just rolls you over. Um, that was pretty much how it ended up happening for me, man. So that, that, that explains that a little bit there. Um, I, I, um, I just thank you all for, for the prayers during that time. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I am, um, you guys are just something special to me. You really are. You just don't understand. JD Rich, thank you. Thank you. Oh, all right. Um, keeping it moving. Don't be hard on myself. I'll tell you what, if I'm not hard on myself, um, I don't think I, I, I have to be, I, I, um, you know, when I, when I worked in the, in the wireless industry, what's up jackass, uh, when I worked in a, in the wireless industry as a, as a wireless engineer, um, I worked my way up to high, high level, um, stuff and, and became very talented in engineering cell sites and, and even doing my own structural analysis on them when I didn't have structural analysis, um, you know, certifications, you, there's people that go to school for like six years for structural analysis, you know, for cell towers, um, but studying it so much and p building so many cell sites, you just get a feel for things when they're, when you, they're going to, you're going to have a problem. So um, point being is that I was my, I have such an analytical mind when it came to stuff like that, that I was able to analyze things from that angle and then present them to the, to the right people. And you, you can't do that without really, really having that deep analytical mind, but that, that analytical, analytical mind also comes with <laughs> downsides. Um, I am, uh, <laughs> socially inept. <laughs> I think is the nicest way to freaking say it. Thank you all for being here today, guys. I love you all very much. Thank you for the feedback. I really do appreciate that. I know you guys will give it to me straight and I expect that from y'all. If I get something wrong, if, if I'm doing something that's not right, I expect you to call in or just say it. Telegram, True Social, Twitter, Gab, not dwell on it, but say it. Face, Facebook links are at the top of the screen. Uh, Podbeam, iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, pick one, anyone as a podcast has been fire. You guys all around the world, the growth in the podcast continues. And I'm very, very thrilled that people around the world, I don't care if you're an intelligence service, somebody that's just using it for your own intelligence. Cause I, I don't blame you. If you do, um, you're going to get some good stuff from me that you're not going to find from any of these other meatheads out here. So thank you for being here. No matter who you are, watch us online Monday through Friday, every, every Monday through Friday, 5 Eastern, 4 Central, Foxhole, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, CloudHub, and Tiger Network are where you can find those live streams. YouTube banned me for now, so be it. I'm hoping I might be able to pull that back one day because the reach that I was re getting to on YouTube at one point was quite impressive, by the way, right before they just yanked me. <sighs> Anywho, previous two shows are always up on the website. If you want to watch them there, you can also watch the web watch today's show directly from the website. Find out a little bit, a little bit, a little bit about me, spit it out and get yourself some merchandise. The 2021 archive blog. If you're black pilled, I'm telling you, spend some time in the 2021 archive blog. You'll look at, you'll look at what's happening in our world from a completely different perspective. And you'll understand how much they are able to manipulate us into believing that all is lost. It is not all lost. If you want to help me keep the lights on, I could really use your help. 
please. I can really use your help. Cash App, PayPal, Patreon, how you can do that. Buy me a coffee is another way. We appreciate everyone out there, especially the ones most recently, Golden Lady and several others. Thank you guys very much for your love, support, and prayers. I appreciate it very much. You can also go to MyPillow.com backslash Abe. They have their new MyPillow 2.0s on, on sale. Bathrobe closeouts, 80% stock, overstock sale, all kinds of good stuff at MyPillow.com backslash Abe. You can get yourself some cool stuff, help support Mike Lindell's election integrity efforts, and help support the stream. I mean, why wouldn't you want to get yourself a new mattress or a new body pillow? I'm telling you, the, the pillows, I love them. I, I have two of them, and I love them very deeply. They are the greatest pillows I've ever had. Uh, my email address and link tree, as well as my P.O. box at the very bottom of the screen, if you want to send me something, I hear something is on my way for this weekend. I'm, I always look forward to getting a, a little note in the mail or anything. So, uh, yeah. If you want to treat me like a prisoner for now, that'd be great. I would love to hear from you guys. Just send me something, a little something in the mail. P.O. box at the very bottom of the website there. Thank you all for being here. I appreciate you all. I especially appreciate Tor3.com, Tiger Network, my friend Jim Jim Watkins. His platform is what I use to help stream this out to all the different platforms out there. And it gets the word out as far and wide as we possibly can. And I really appreciate them very much for all of that. And everyone over here at the Foxhole, as always, y'all are just the best, honestly. It's the best, Chad. It's the, it's the best group, and I appreciate you all being here. Abolitionist and Toria, I thank you guys very much. Daisy Chain's in the house. Thank you very much. Much love. All right, let's hop into the main. Uh, since we've <laughs> spent so much time, I'm going to figure out how to get through all this in 45 minutes. So I might end up having to go a little bit long again today, but hey, whatever. It's one of those things. You know what I'm saying? Um, just going to kind of let it flow and see where it goes. Today's Q Post. The one that is the most important, I think, of them all, and one that is very, not maybe not the most important, actually, but the most intriguing to me, it talks, it says, it only says September 7th, 1776. It took me a while to find this, but I did finally find it and dumped it on the chance. It's one of my, one of the few of the things that I was able to do. Anyways, not that I, not that I need everyone to know how great of an anon I am. Look, let me tell you about all the times that I was cued under subcued or everything else and how wonderful I am. Every time it happens, I'm going to let you know about it. How's that sound? Maybe then I'll get some followers. In the wee hours of the morning of in New York Harbor, an explosion tore through the hull of the HMS Eagle, Admiral Richard's Ab, Admiral Richard Howe's flagship. Through the car, though the carpenters and crew rushed to save the vessel, it sank, carrying 25 men with it, while the rest fled to shore in nearby ships. The British expected an accident with a stored gunpowder, but two more explosions sank ships in the next night. Oh, look, fireworks! Eventually, word came from the old notes provided by the Loyalist spy that the, that the Americans had some sort of submarine attack ship. The turtle had been invented by the young Yale student David Bushnell. While a freshman, he had begun experiments with underwater explosives. <laughs> proving that gunpowder exploded underwater. Given all the talk about Nord Stream, I mean, I'm telling you, there's fantasy writers writing our realities. I'm telling you, (laughs) he sought help from Isaac Doolittle, a New Haven clockmaker, and created the first time bomb. To implement the explosive on the hulls of the ships, Bushnell designed a boat that could dive under the water, something like an upturned clam. The, uh, the one-man boat was made of two steel-reinforced wooden shells covered in tar. A hand pump and a bilge tank allowed the, the intake and expulsion of water, thus increasing or decreasing the density of the craft and allowing it to sink. 
Six small windows allowed for bearings along with a compass lit by bioluminescence of foxfire from fungus on cork. <laughs> Have we devolved as a society or what? <laughs> this is in 1776. <laughs> Called the turtle, the boat was, named, was manned by Sergeant Ezra Lee, would later become part of Washington's Secret Service. Dodging the iron plate at the Eagle's rudder, Lee was able to secure the bomb and sneak away before being spotted by soldiers. As the watch increased around the panicked British fleet, the turtle was too easily discovered, uh, so Washington set Bushnell on the task of making improvements. The general referred to the craft as the effort of genius that had much promise for the future. <laughs> oh... Bushnell was made the captain of the Navy and began implementing Jefferson's defense plans. His submarines, now the steel shell with improved diving, longer range and higher speed, as well as periscope invented by Jefferson himself, populated the key harbors of America. While the Marines would show the naval prowess of America during the destruction of the Barbary pirates in Jefferson's term, Bushnell's turtles would be pivotal defense in the war of 1812, keeping much of the Britain, British Navy at sea and minimizing coastal raiding. Bushnell died in 1824, and his turtle designs were scarcely updated until the Civil War when ironclad ships began to dominate naval battles. With improved torpedoes, new, new turtles were able to dive under ironclads and attack their weaker bellies. The South uh, made effective use of turtles combating the North blockade, prompting the U.S. to develop anti-turtle detection techniques. Some precursors to sonar. Shipborne turtles would also play major roles in naval battles of the Spanish-American War. Upon the entry of the United States into World War I, U.S. submarines carried out uh, hunting of the German U-boats that had plagued Allied shipping. Sonar was fully developed and shared among the Allies, causing a push for defense science to improve subs' ability to hide. By World War II, submarine warfare was doing an undersea combat, doing for undersea combat what aircraft carriers did for above waves. German U-boats mounted V-2 rockets, for example, that were used to hit several uh, hit-and-run attacks on eastern seaboard. Since, since the Cold War, submarine technology has continued to improve to the point boats can stay underwater for as long as the crew morale can endure hibernation techniques without automation and water-class predator drones patrol the seas. <laughs> In reality, Lee's attack on Eagle did not succeed. He was unable to pierce the hull and had been spotted by soldiers on Governor's Island. Aiming the explosives for a rowboat sent to inspect, Lee escaped. While the soldiers stayed away from the bomb and it did explode spectacularly, Bushnell made subsequent experiments with drifting explosives, but his technology ultimately did not succeed as it required, to quote Washington, a combination of too many things to work. <laughs> uh Pretty good, right? You know what I'm saying? Anyways, let me keep it moving. Thanks for being here today, guys. Uh, yesterday, Technofog, or I think he updated that. Yeah, this yesterday. I just wanted to show it to you guys real quick. Jeffrey Epstein updated about those John Doe's. Details of those to be identified in the Epstein scandal. Lots of stuff going on out there about this. And again, nothing has been changed. Nothing has been released yet. Um, we have word from the FBI, says uh, Technofog, though. They will provide us with their interviews of Jeffrey Epstein in the next couple of months so he had that out there uh, yesterday that went went around pretty heavy 
This came today from the U.S. Department of Just Us. A street gang member pleads guilty to a RICO conspiracy. A RICO conspiracy. A Virgin Islands man pleaded guilty today to conspiracy to violate the Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act. According to court documents, while Healy James, a.k.a. DAPA of Frederick Steed St. Croix, was a member of Paul Gerard Criminal Enterprises, a local street gang in the Virgin Islands. Members and associates of the enterprise engaged in narcotics distribution, money laundering, planned armed robberies at jewelry stores, racetracks, and banks, and ultimately a violent struggle with a rival gang that led to three murders and several other shootings. James participated in two of the armed robberies and provided guns for his co-conspirators in the criminal activity. Quote, this defendant is the... 11th and final Gerard gang member to either enter to either plead guilty or be convicted at trial for their heinous crimes. The 11th and final Gerard gang member says assistant attorney general, Kenneth polite jr. DOJ's criminal division quote, these defendants victimized local residents by waging a bloody street war throughout St. Croix and robbing commercial establishments on both St. Croix and St. Thomas. As this case demonstrates, outstanding cooperation between federal and local enforcement is vital to dismantling violent criminal enterprises and keeping our communities safe. The Paul Gerard criminal Paul Gerard criminal enterprise was a vicious and lawless gang that terrorized and victimized people of the Virgin Islands for years, says U.S. Attorney Delilah Smith of the Virgin Islands. The tremendous work of the FBI, the Virgin Islands Police, and the attorneys from my office, Justice Department's Criminal Division, and ultimately reward for delivered the ultimate reward for the people of our territory, just in lengthy sentences of imprisonment to those involved. James pleaded guilty to Rico conspiracy and faces a maximum of 20 years in prison. Paul Gerard, the leader of the enterprise coordinated, coordinated all the gang's activities while in prison. Gerard and two other co-conspirators were convicted of trial in March of 2022 and the FBI investigated the case. Congratulations to the true blue FBI agents for a great win there. Uh, if you'd like to share that one, a very interesting, very, very interesting release from the DOJ today. There's that one for you. All right. Uh, one more. There you go, D-Live. Thanks for being here today. News from the uh, news from Pennsylvania at the derailment. Uh, I'm just going to let this play for here. Go ahead. Check, listen to this. Any of those chemicals that leaked into the water will make their way downriver to our area. Local 12's Christian Hauser joins us live from the Ohio River after finding out what is being done to make sure our water supply is safe. I think that's what everyone around here is thinking about. Christian, is it okay to go to the tap and drink some water? Yeah, exactly right, Paula. Now, based on the testing so far, the chemicals from that train derailment are moving at about 25 miles an hour toward the tri-state. Now, keep in mind, there are a lot of variables, especially rain, which could slow up or uh, which could slow or speed up the chemicals as they head downriver toward us. Most importantly, though, the levels. Uh, can, can anybody explain to me how rain would slow waterfall? <laughs> Anyways, of these chemicals detected have been extremely low. Nonetheless, workers at our local local water systems are taking every precaution they can. Every precaution 
They can. Jeff Swartfager makes sure the water that comes out of your tap from the Greater Cincinnati Waterworks is safe. He says the Waterworks has been monitoring the train derailment and chemicals spilled into the ground and water. We have several subsequent treatments, several things that we can do to a treatment process to to address that. Uh, if if we see that that is an issue and if that, that compound does make it all the way uh, uh, down here. He says the main treatment for chemicals like the ones released in East Palestine are activated charcoal. But he says the first and easiest line of defense is to just shut off the water intakes and let the chemicals keep heading downriver. <laughs> What? Uh, uh, what? The 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 best solution <laughs> is to turn off the water intakes and just let the water fly by. Hope that we get some better, cleaner water in the near future. You know, that's we're doing everything we can here. All right, we're we're just gonna turn off. We have enough. We do have a uh, in, in the plant here, we have several days of water stored here, so we have the ability to do that. Residents of the who rely on you all for water, they don't have anything to worry about is what you're telling me? Right, yeah, they don't have anything to... No, don't. Not a thing. Don't don't worry if it's seeping into the groundwater right underneath the site. Don't don't worry about that. Don't Don't worry about what's already been released into the air. Don't worry about what it might continue the fallout from it might continue to poison in the air. Nothing to worry about here. Just go ahead. You're, you're good. To worry about with us, with that. That's the plan for Northern Kentucky Waterworks as well. Just shut down the intakes and let the chemicals float on by. This is all possible because of the network of water monitoring. Just, just turn it off and let it go by. Just close your eyes for a little while, all right? And then open them in a, in a few days and then everything's going to be fine, Okay stations throughout the Ohio River watershed. Richard Harrison, head of the Ohio River Valley Sanitation Commission, or Ursanco, says the crews have been closely monitoring the East Palestine disaster and the water quality throughout the river. Talk about how you all are able to custom tailor what you're looking for in instances like this to protect the public. What we can do is we can get something that's called a standard, and, and that is a, a specific sample of that particular um, chemical and then we can program our equipment so that it can detect that, so it can screen for that. Now, as these chemicals make their way downstream, keep in mind that they are also being diluted by other bodies of water that empty into the Ohio River watershed, now, like the big and little sandy rivers along the Kentucky-West Virginia border. Here live at the Ohio River in Cincinnati, I'm Christian Hauser. Thanks for looking into that. I so how much, how diluted does a cancerous chemical need to be before it doesn't cause cancer? <laughs> can, I, can I get an official to tell me for sure on that, how long or how much, how diluted it would need to be for somebody to... Situation. <laughs> and if you want to see firsthand how your water is treated in these exact situations, we have some help. Download the free Local 12 News app. If you don't have it, you'll protect you and your yeah get our news app we'll protect you <laughs> especially from disinformation uh and then you have testing uh a, a testing company <laughs> that's <clears throat> being hired by the freaking railroad to go in and do air testing in people's houses yeah, I would. I would like to welcome uh, the the group your your your, <laughs> your cover up crew into my house to let me know if uh, you know 
So anyways, that shit just gets more and more crazy, dude. I don't know what to think about that shit, but yeah, um, we'll keep an eye on it. Hey, Don, great to see you out there. Let me ask my douchebaggery doctor tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, rain in the forecast tomorrow. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, um, yeah, man, I don't, I don't even know what to freaking say. Um, I wonder if there are any kind of, um, I was going to think about this. I was going to dig on this yesterday. There, there is like basic home water test kits. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I would be interested to see if, um, there's any kind of test kits that you could get, um, that would be able to show you like high alkaline or, or high acidity, maybe, um, you know what I'm saying? Like a, even a fish tank style thing. If like, if that thing goes off the charts and it's acidic, right. Um, something like that, uh, to test to, an easy way to test your own water. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to think of something like that. And I'm wondering if that wouldn't work or if they have other commercially available test kits out there that are, that are more that, that are better than just like a fish tank, you know, alkaline test or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um, anyways, uh, that's something to think about for you guys. I don't know uh, what you think about that, J.D. Rish. If that's, I mean, maybe I'm just way off base. I don't know, dude. I'm just throwing ideas at the wall. Bold Q's in the house. Comfortably numb. Great to see you. Hey, Ellie. Thank you all for being here today. I got lots to get through. I'm, 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 so far, I've gone through a whole hour, and I haven't really covered that much. But I got, uh, I got some good stuff for you guys for the second hour. So thanks for being here today, guys. Appreciate y'all. Um, the talk of the earthquakes. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have any, any sauce. I did, I did do a dig to see if there was anything I could find that, that, um, if there was any kind of nefarious things happening with these earthquakes. Um, and the only thing I could find was good science. So I'm sticking with good science until somebody changes my mind. Mapping all of the world's earthquakes from 1956 to 2022. Major earthquakes have occurred since time, but their observation and impact has not been evenly distributed around the globe. February 6, two earthquakes struck Turkey near the Syrian border. Both registered above seven on the Richter scale and have combined death toll rapidly rising past now 50,000 people. Visual capital, capitalist Pavali Rao details below looking at the history of recent and ancient earthquakes. The location of these is no surprise. Using data from the United States Geological Survey, creator uh, Python Maps mapped earthquake epicenters between 1956 and 2022 that registered 4.5 or higher on the Richter scale. And it shows them all here. You can see this is the area here in Syria, right in the center here. Uh, maybe I can zoom way in on that so you can see it a little better. Uh, chlorine test strip would do, I think, along with the acidity test. I'm think I'm just kind of I'm thinking it would be like I just kind of want to uh, for myself even here, I would be interested to test my own water to see its quality. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean I don't I don't drink any of the water that's that comes from the ground here, for a very important reason because it's right next to the river and it's just as 
disgusting as everywhere else around here. Um, you know, they've completely destroyed our rivers with industry around here, just like everywhere else on this planet. Um, so here is, here's the map better. <clears throat> this area here, if you can see this little ring of circle here, <clears throat> is where um, Syria is. And then you can see along here, this is uh, Australia down here on the right. And then this is uh, South America going up the, the west coast of the United States here. Um, you can see the vast majority of them along those fault lines there. And then obviously through the Middle East here. And then obviously and then Southeast Asia and then along uh, Japan's area, which um, in, in the, <laughs> the west coast, or east coast of, uh, you know, the Asian continent, right? Um, which just seems like a great idea to have this bright green area here where the most severe earthquakes have ever been in Japan and then, you know, build a nuclear plant right on top of it. That's, that just seems genius. Tectonic plate movement and earthquakes, looking at the map, it's easy to spot the concentration of earthquakes along the boundaries of Earth's tectonic plates. This massive moving slabs of rock fit together like a puzzle piece is making up the lithosphere and over the upper crust. But as the edges of tectonic plates collide, slide against, and move away from each other, the crust cracks and folds and causes earthquakes. Most of the earthquakes visualized on this map follow boundaries of the seven major tectonic plates, along with the Philippian plate south of Japan and the Nazca plate uh, west of South America. Here's a list of the most earthquake-prone areas on the planet according to the U.S. Geological Survey. I'm going to zoom that back out. So I'm, whoops. I just uh, I just turned Twitch into uh, a mag. I need a magnifying glass for you. <laughs> Let me try that again. Uh, all right. Uh, here it is. <clears throat> Number one. Oh, wait. Um, here are the list of the most, earth most earthquake... <laughs> prone areas on the planet the ring of fire pacific north american philippine juan de fuca cocos nazca the rim of the pacific ocean the rim of the pacific ocean right there right there that that whole area all along japan that's number one number two the alpide belt eurasian african Arabian and Indian, Java to Sumatra through the Himalayas, west to the Mediterranean, and out into the Atlantic. The number two most earthquake-prone area is this um, plate that brings you the Himalayas into the northern Indian area, and then in through southern areas of uh, Iran, and then the Middle East, along um, going into the... Um, Mediterranean, and then you see along here, obviously, where Cyprus and they say Atlantis and all that, uh, Pompeo, uh, all of this is along here, and then that fall goes all the way out. Now, this is the part that, um, according to the academics, anyway, the recent earthquakes in Turkey, part of the Alpide belt that I just showed you, happened on multiple faults. The Arabian plate likely moved northward to the Eurasian plate, pushing the Antolin plate, which Turkey sits on, westward. So you have, a, you have, you can, can't really see it on this, but there's a, there's, this area here is a, is a separate plate from this area here. And if you've, if you studied um, 
tectonic plates in general and stuff, the the future of the Mediterranean and now probably what, you know, 10, 10 million years or something, 50 million years, but that's the future of, of the, what's going to happen here is the Mediterranean is going to be gone and Africa is going to push straight up into it and then break away. That's how the that's the that's the computer models anyway prediction of where the, what's going to happen here. This whole area is the most one of the most in the in the world because of those separate plates and that moving into them. The last uh, the next one is the Mid Atlantic Ridge, and that of course is uh, the deep underwater Atlantic underneath Iceland. Um, that is the third most uh, deep underwater Atlantic under Iceland is up in this area of way up in here. So that's the third most that the West coast in, in South America doesn't even make the top three. Um, worst earthquakes in history. Uh, just to, just to show you uh, the Val Diva earthquake, a 9.5 in Bibo, bio, 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 bio Chile in 1960, the good Friday earthquake, a 9.2 in Alaska in 1964 2004 Indian Ocean earthquake, the Sumatra uh, tsunami, the 9.1 in 2004, to the um, the Tohoku earthquake in Honshu, Japan in 2011, the 9.1, great idea to put a nuclear plant right on top of it. Uh, 1952 Servo Kurlisk earthquake in Russia, Kamchatka, Russia, 1952. They many think that that was <laughs> aliens of some kind or something. So, something very different happening on that. On that, that what's the story that's told about that one's interesting. Um, if you've ever dug, uh, did a dug on Kamchatka's earthquake in 1952, uh, that that's an interesting dig actually. Mall earthquake uh, again in Chile, 8.8, and then so forth. You see, um, but Chile, Ecuador, Alaska is number eight. Tibet, Indonesia, Indonesia, and then Alaska, Alaska, topping out the top 13 or so. So, anyways. Um, you know, this is what uh, this is the things that we know, and that these are the things that are that that have been taught to us, right? And I have a, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense if you look at it, and you look at it as, you know, tectonic plates moving, and, you, and if you believe in the Pangaea original, you know, um, separation from, uh, uh, you know, that whole thing is interesting. Um, the the whole harp discussion is purely speculation based on what I believe, Jane, I'll just give you what I think, Jane. And, and it's, I, I'm not as educated as others on this, but I'll just tell you from the limited dig I've done on harp. It is, it is, they, it is completely a misnomer that harp can cause earthquakes, but um, it, it's harp is a different, a whole different idea and a whole different, technology than things like that. So uh, that's just my, you know, fairly uninformed opinion on it. But uh, um, is, is there a possibility that, uh, you know, there's some type of thing out there that could cause an earthquake? You know, there's a whole lot of, of, um, of other logical things that, <clears throat> that would have to be disproven to me first, you know, including the moon, including the sun, include you know a lot of other f scenarios that affect things on our, on Earth than uh, man-made stuff. But anyways, uh, let me go. Let me keep it moving here today. Uh, let's see. 
I need to show you guys this. So I've talked a lot about Loudoun County, the school board, and that whole thing over there with the cover-up of a rape and then additional rape of a child in a, in a restroom uh, by a trans. I believe it was. A, was it a trans kid or not? Um, anyways, that, that doesn't really matter. The, the point is, is, um, is these people, are, I hope, are going to be held accountable for what they've done in this cover-up because today... These freaking people decided this. I can't, I'm not going to be able to boost that enough. I can barely hear it. Loudoun County School Board votes six to three to not release the independent review into sexual assaults in 2021. They just voted to cover up the independent review of the cover-up. And I'm wondering who got to them. It was a trans kid? I thought so. I'm wondering who got to them. Oh, what a world, what a world. Here in Wisconsin, or up in Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin Senate demands Green Bay remove audio surveillance devices in City Hall. As you guys know, the Green Bay mayor had his election rigged by the uh, establishment leftist Tony Evers power that's behind Tony Evers and Soros and the rest. This dude, there's he did not get elected, and he didn't get elected again, and he's a leftist scumbag who's destroying Green Bay. And I hope Aaron Rodgers runs for mayor in Green Bay because this guy is destroying a great city. An attorney representing the Wisconsin State Senate sent a letter this week to Green Bay Mayor Eric Nazi Gengrich demanding he immediately disable the audio recording devices planted in City Hall. The letter also demands the city to destroy all illegally obtained recordings this surveillance activity is not only disturbing, it's unlawful, says Ryan J. Walsh, the attorney representing the lawmakers. The demand letter asked Gingrich to provide adequate assurances that by 5 p.m. today, all audio surveillance in City Hall has ceased. All illicitly obtained recordings must be destroyed by 3 p.m. on Friday. If these deadlines are not met, we'll be forced to move a, move a court for immediate order ending this unlawful conduct. Green Bay officials have installed at least three audio recording devices in City Hall without notifying City Hall or the public. Records obtained by the Daily Star show the audio equipment was installed last year. Two devices on the second floor and outside the council chamber and the mayor's office and one on the first floor outside the clerk's office. Gangrich and City's legal department have defended the use of listening devices asserting they were installed after city staff were involved in threatening interactions with citizens. These crazy people out here fucking scumbags if you were if you weren't a freaking nazi you wouldn't have to do this stuff anyways please do me a favor and help raise this up the proverbial chain of uh awareness so to speak this guy is a giant scumbag and he's destroying green bay All right, there you go. There's that. NBC guest uh, tells a fascinated host 
how to deprogram Fox News listeners as the network continues to dominate. I got to hear this. I need a, I need a little laugh from from a completely clueless moron <laughs> to tell us, yes, please, please tell me how to deprogram my mind from critical thinking into the bliss of ignorance, as Roseanne likes to call it. Will he or won't he? It is the tradition for presidents to give interviews to the network hosting the big game. But there are more questions than answers tonight on if President Biden will talk to Fox News this weekend. Fox Corps keep pushing these lies to their audience. Went down to Florida and word for word read from Rick Scott's plan. So explain to me how they keep pushing these lies to their audience. A, did they not have a legal and standards department? And B, like, what? That's a, that's a good question. Don't you guys have a legal and standards? That's a great projection right there. <laughs> Don't you have a legal and standards department in your piece of shit outlet? Gibbs, their audience is just going to believe this? Yeah, they have absolutely no shame. They'll say whatever they think they need to say to promote their agenda. And mostly through lying through omission, like leaving out stories completely. Um, the best I got this week was, I believe it was uh, Judge Jeanine said, one senator, and she said it, you know, like that. Like one senator said he wanted to cut that, but he didn't mean it, basically. You know, I'm paraphrasing. But okay. even if it was, yeah. if, even if it was one senator, that senator from Florida's constituents should know who that senator is. And <laughs> Massive flooding for months. Never talked about what? it. Never mentioned it. What? Hold on. Uh, are are you high? Did you shoot up right before this or something? What's what's going on with there? It's always in the eyes, isn't it? You can learn a lot when you look in someone's eyes. Uh, I don't got any more patience for this. Never mind. Let me hear what Elon Musk had to say today. One I thing I should it. say, on, I know this is called the World Government Summit, um, but um, I think we should be maybe a little bit concerned about uh, actually becoming too much of a single world government. Um, if, if I may say that we want to avoid creating a civilizational risk by having... Um, Frankly, this may sound a little odd, too much cooperation between governments. Um, you, know, if, you know, if you look at, say, the, at history and the rise and fall of civilizations, um, the, the really all throughout history, civilizations have risen and fallen, but it hasn't meant the doom of humanity as a whole because there have been, there've been all these separate civilizations that were separated by great distances. And so, um, you know, say like, while Rome was falling, it, uh, it, you know, uh, Islam was rising. And uh, so you had like a, uh, you know, the, the sort of caliphate do, doing incredibly well while Rome was doing terribly. Um, and that actually ended up being a source of preservation of knowledge uh, and, uh, and many scientific advancements. And so, um, so I think we want to be a little bit cautious about uh, being too much of a world, of a single uh, civilization, because if we are too much of a single civilization, then if, if, we, if the whole the whole thing may collapse. Um, I'm not, obviously not suggesting war or anything like that, but I think we want to 
be a little bit wary of actually cooperating too much. It sounds a little odd, but um, but we, we just we, we want to have some amount of civilizational diversity such that if uh, if something does go wrong with some part of civilization, that the whole thing doesn't collapse uh, and 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 you know humanity keeps moving forward. He's absolutely on point, and I'm glad he said it there. And he said, "Seemed like the right venue." <laughs> That is at the World Government Summit. Um, and I got to give him a lot of credit uh, for, um, you know, for, for having the balls to say it. You know, it needed to be said, so to speak. All right. Uh, everything you need to know more about uh, Tony Evers. This was supposed to be before Elon, but sorry about that. Got mixed up in the giddy up here. Um Democrat Governor Tony Evers proposed a series of changes to Wisconsin election laws on Monday as part of his new budget proposal, and predictably, they do nothing to enhance the integrity of the state's electoral process. Quite the opposite. Not only that, but Robin Voss removed our our champion, Janelle Branjan, from the Elections Committee. So the establishment in Wisconsin has seized power even more so than they had already had in the past. Um, Rob, Robin Voss is, might as well be Tony Evers. They're, they're the same Nazi in, wolf, in sheep's clothing. Among several changes included in Evers' 2023 to 2025 budget proposal is the creation of an automatic voter registration system, which would use data from the Department of Transportation to add eligible Wisconsinites to the state's voter rolls. And why would you want to do that? Well, because we give away driver's license to illegal, illegal uh, aliens all around the country, and then you can get them to vote, you know. You choose their leftist policies and, you know, garner their vote by convincing them. It's, it's a good thing for them to do to accomplish this. The Wisconsin Elections Commission, which infamously broke numerous state laws in the 2020 election, will be granted $172,000 in taxpayer funds to facilitate initial registration of all eligible electors. No talk about trying to clean up the voter rolls in Wisconsin that are a giant freaking disaster. But anyway, despite proclamations from the Democrats that automatic voter registration is a win for democracy, we all know better. 2019, he, um, uh, he, he, he introduced a budget with a provision seeking to make non-citizens eligible for state-funded driver's license and the rest. This guy, man, they, they are literal Nazis, and they are in the worst, they were put into place by the worst Soros scumbags of the world. And sooner or later, Tony Evers and Robin Voss in Wisconsin are going to pay for what they've done to a great state. This was an interesting read today from uh, Insider Paper. I keep an eye on them. So, you know, just, just to keep an eye on the things that they see happening, happening out there. It's interesting. Dutch Forum takes aim at a worrying AI uses in war. Dutch officials urge the creation of clear definitions of how artificial intelligence can be used in war. As a conference billed as the first of its kind to tackle the issue opened up on Wednesday. Well, at least they're talking about trying not to uh, make the Terminator actual predictive programming, even though it actually is. <laughs> at least they're talking about it. Uh Whatever, you can have my cookies. Go ahead. Um, GPDR consent. Yes, go ahead. REAIM 2023 Summit on Responsible Artificial Intelligence in the Military Domain. Uh, the answer to this question for anyone going to this summit on today and tomorrow at The Hague is keep artificial intelligence out of military operations. That's the only way. <laughs> 
especially at its current form. The, the artificial intelligence of a five-year-old libtard isn't going to help anybody, as Elon knows. The government of the Netherlands is hosting the first global summit on responsible artificial intelligence in the military domain, REAM 2023. Really? Well, let's see what kind of interesting things they have here. All a bunch of my little half-hour things. Um... Chat, GT, Chat GPT wrote part of Minister Hoekstra's d- speech. So he used AI to write a speech for a summit on <laughs> on artificial intelligence. Wow. Learning from others, AI in the cultural market. CEO of Palantir Technologies, vision on the AI. We are having, we have a common goal, they say. Uh, let me let me find a fairly short one here. Seven hours ago, let's see what let's see. Let's and get an idea Dr. what Kalamar, they say. Dr. maybe I can 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 start with you. Much has been said and written about explainable AI, but what does it mean AI to be explainable? Look, before we get there, I would like to return to the issue of biases because I. I I'm getting a little bit concerned that we are presenting warfare as something fairly clean. Mm-hmm. Um, the same technology that is being used to defend the gray area is being used to target it. And we cannot just you know, think here in this room there are only good people that are going to use this intelligence um, to defend. This is not the case. Point number one, it will be used to target those individuals, the one running for their life. Point number two, where have you been for the last 70 years? Wars are dirty. Biases are part of warfare. I am working for Amnesty International. I have worked in human rights all my life. There is not one clean war. Wars are full of biases. Wars are driven by biases. So you are creating a technology that can encode biases, targeting blacks, targeting Jews, targeting refugees, targeting red hair people, targeting, I don't know, people walking in a certain way. That is what this technology can bring in. We cannot clean the war. Wars are dirty and you're creating uh, uh, weapons that will make them more lethal, that will make the biases that are part and parcel of war more lethal, more precise. I, you know, I just don't want us to think that this no. is a game. It I, is not a game. Jews are targeted, Muslims are targeted, biases are part of why people go to war. So, to go back to explainability, it I, only I makes sense understand if, your it, leads, concern. I think if it leads to accountability. Explainability definitely. must be uh, a, uh, an element for an accountability objective. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to f- I'm very pleased or I think it will be helpful for people using those weapons to be able to understand um, what and why they've done what they've done, of course. But ultimately, for me, what matters is what's going to happen in court and whether or not we have the tools and the possibility to determine who is accountable. That's it. That's the only purpose I see from a human standpoint with explainability. Wow. That was fire. (laughs) She's absolutely on point, dude. 
I, that kind of shocked me a little bit. That's you know what I'm saying. Let me let me let me see another one here. What is artificial intelligence? How the Dutch ministries of defense, foreign affairs look at at it? That's three weeks ago. Experimenting with semi-autonomous systems. Uh, four minute. Um, working with worries and concerns around military AI. Who is responsible? Experts, NGOs, give us some guidance. Military AI, who is responsible? As much as we embrace technology, it should not replace so much of what human beings are supposed to be. I think it should be controlled in, in, in some way. AI is like as objective as can be. I mean, it takes what we think, so we have to see who put what in the AI. People should be... I, I can, again, a bunch of freaking leftist lib turds who have the mentality of a five-year-old. That's who. In charge and should be responsible. The ICRC believes that it is critical to ensure a human-centered approach to the development and the use of um, machine learning and artificial intelligence. And what that means is that human control and judgment needs to be retained. If an automated car runs into somebody, who is responsible? If you have a guided missile, but the missile hits of course, and therefore has lots of collateral damage, which you did not intend, but the AI decided it was better to hit another target. Who is taking the uh, responsibility? AI is capable of learning in the field, which means it can change itself in the environment into something which for which it was not designed. So that's online learning. So that's one of the main uh, things which is of concern. Can an autonomous weapon system comply to IHL? Can it make proportionality distinction, distinction between civilians and soldiers? It's not a gray area. It's a gray area if we keep making it a gray area. And by saying it's a gray area, you also say like, well, it's difficult, let's wait a little longer. And we feel we cannot wait any longer. We started a campaign in 2012, the Stop Killer Robots campaign. It's already 10 years later. And still there is no legal instrument to keep meaningful human control within autonomous weapon systems. You can have autonomous AI surface-to-air missiles shielding from other attacks, but the day where you have fully autonomous robots in the battlefield shooting at what is moving without any sort of control or human behind it is where we are very much afraid that what IHL was founded on and based on and in terms of trying to limit humanitarian consequences is breached. And I'll say it for all of you. <clears throat> in a society that cannot protect its children, you will never have an artificial intelligence that can ever succeed at anything. If our society cannot figure out a way to understand that the children of our world are the most precious thing on our planet, our planet's doomed no matter what AI does. And that's the real truth. <laughs> Do me a favor, though. If you're interested, there is some very other... Um, I did... There was one of those that I that I watched earlier that was at least interesting, you know, um, enough to make you want to, you know, think about things a little differently and stuff, stuff like that. And then other others that uh, like we just saw there that were just absolute fire. 
um, machine learning and, and and the rest is interesting. And I don't know if you guys know, but um, uh, our friend Jim has uh, is now doing some machine learning on Acun, using the information on Acun to develop uh, his own chat GPT and other stuff, which is, I think, cool as shit. <laughs> I'd be very interested to see what comes from that experiment. Jim will let us know, and I'm sure we'll, I'll, I'll see him soon. So I'll let you guys know. Thanks for being here today, guys. Much love. Thanks for all the gold pills. As always, I appreciate you all. We're at the bottom of the hour, which means it's time to check in if there's anything breaking out there. Daisy Chains, Abolitionist, Bitchtoria, uh, Polly. Belushi, Shonjo, and who cares? Thank you all for the gold pills today. 2563 gold pills. Well, I appreciate you all. Thanks for being here today, guys. Everyone out there lurking and listening on Rumble Crowd and every, wherever else you may be. Zcoys, thanks for being here today, guys. Nana knows is in the house. Johnny B, thank you for seeing it, for being here. And anyone else that's out there lurking and listening, thanks for being here. Fox News mentioned something about Matt Gates having permission to date a 17-year-old. Uh, no. <laughs> That whole Matt Gates thing is the typical smear campaign that leftist libturds do when somebody's effective. And when they find somebody who's very effective, they use the smear campaign to try to destroy them. The announcement today was that that's exactly what it was, a wrap-up smear by, by libtard leftists um, who, again, will destroy anybody who dares disagree with them. 2020 footage found Louisiana Secretary of State Kyle Adron brags about NASS censorship. Thanks, Fellow federal partners for helping to censor free speech. Joe Hoft in today's Gateway Pundit. It's good to see them. Yeah. Um, is this the whole? I think I think he has. Yeah, here. Let me see this. Uh, and there very easily could be an email that transmits some sort of malware uh, that could put our systems in jeopardy. So uh, an overall broad education as well as a strong um, uh, system for um, not just um, uh, monitoring um, in terms of hacking operations, but also behavioral processes of which we train internally. And Jocelyn Benson. This is the whole, like, disinformation board. <laughs> I think we actually had that. We, we saw that on this channel before, but there you go. So, um, yeah, the whole disinformation board bullshit, same old, same old. What else do I got here for you? Oh, yeah. I think I, I, I try to remember if I covered this or if it missed the, hit the cutting floor. Um, New York City sent fingerprints of unvaxxed teachers to the FBI. You guys hear about this? New York City sent fingerprints to unvaccinated public school teachers to the FBI. The educators alleged in a lawsuit against the city government. The city also flagged the teachers whom the city fired from refusing to take the COVID-19 vaccine with a problem code that can affect their ability to get another job. Yeah, the that whole blacklist problem code thing. It's not factual, uh, Vampire Hunter. Don't come in here and start spreading rumors and garbage. Fingerprints are sent with the flag... Uh, the fingerprints are sent with that flag to, to the FBI and the New York Criminal Justice Services. So it impacts their ongoing ability to get employment in other places, said John Birch. So employees filed suit against uh, New York Mayor Eric Adams on, Febu on February 6th. So more to come on that as well. Just wanted to make sure I got that out there to you. But uh, yeah, it continues.
Nat Hendry, thank you for the gold pills. God bless you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thousand gold pills out of nowhere. Thank you, Nat Hendry. You've been there for a long time too, have you not, Nat? <laughs> You've seen a lot. You've seen so much, dude. Man. All right. Uh, what else do we got here? I got that. Oh, the Michigan State shooter. First of all, a bunch of leftist libtards spread a bunch of stuff that it was a white kid and tried to destroy this kid's life. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Bunch of media personalities on Twitter spread disinformation that it was a white kid. And um, <laughs> the kid was just, I mean, just bombarded with social media trolls and shit. And these people are never held accountable for their bullshit. You ever notice that? You know what I'm saying? It's, they, no matter how many lives leftist libturds ruin it seems like especially the media ones that that destroy lives for smears and the rest it seems like they're never held accountable you know that uh all of my faith is in god my friend thank you for being here today guys if, if you want to listen every day you, you would know that steve inman <laughs> has put on freaking fire today um where was the one? Let's see. <laughs> yeah, it was this. I think it was this one. Watch, watch this. Who's As the boy? See, Darren's having another fine day on the water, looking to get home, have some stove top stuff. When out of nowhere, a ship just crashes right into his nuts. Oh my God, his gonads are gone. <laughs> the name of the boat was Dreamer. <laughs> How is this even possible? Go find him. Take a quick look at the replay. You can see Darren is on his way home. One mind track. Stovetop stuffing on his mind. When out of nowhere, a ship just decides to crash right into his gonads. And there goes any future. That's, that's usually what happens to, to trolls on this channel. They get a ship right to the gonads. Look at this. This is freaking hilarious, though. And it's the two-on-one championships here. Spider-Man gets set to take on Batman and Robin. Robin takes a big right. Spider-Man delivered a nice shot there and getting out of Tom's way. And delivers a big right and a nice clinch and a nice knee delivered to the body of Batman. Uh, Batman is just tied up. And Robin comes in and takes a shot to the dome as well. Oh, man, and another kick to the dome. Both fighters are just team in this guy that Spider-Man comes out a little more victorious every single step of the way. A nice knee delivered once again by Batman, uh, Spider-Man. There's too many mans in here. There's Robin, a little boy, and, and, and Batman doesn't even look like a this is, what, this is what happens when two soy boys go up against a man. Man, he looks like a little kid that hasn't had enough milk and a high kick delivered by Batman. And of course, Spider-Man blocks that with ease. Oh, the big right sends Batman to the canvas. Spider-Man is swarming all over him and pushes him right out. And that is it. Spider-Man looking to get back in, and it looks like uh, that is it. Robin says, I don't want none of this. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> what the f Who knows, man? Well, criminals are getting more bold than ever, knowing that policies protect them. This guy gets caught, more than likely he'll probably go to jail for five minutes, but these owners have another plan. They say instant justice needs to be served instantly like a cup of freaking noodles as they continue to put the beat down. 
everybody doesn't know what to do. He's confused, points a gun. They're like, go ahead and shoot. Turn your homeboy into Swiss cheese and quite possibly a number two pencil in the process. Exercising their right to refuse service to any asshole like this and making sure that the door hits his ass on the way out and rips his shirt in the process. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since we checked in with Steve Inman, man. You got to love him, dude. Uh, he's been, he's got a, a couple others out there today as well, but yeah. Um, oh, Hey, there's Facebook. I was wondering where that noise was coming from. Uh, this from the wall street journal today. Uh, Jim Jordan demands information from the chiefs of alphabet, Amazon, Apple, meta, and Microsoft. Jim Jordan issuing subpoenas to tech CEOs for information on content moderation. Thank you, Jim. Yes, yes. I would like to know exactly how they dehumanized half of society. That'd be great to know, my friend. We're going to keep an eye on that, and we'll see what comes out of there even more. What else comes out of there, excuse me. Uh, remember this um, global disaster map that uh, I found? I wanted to pull it up again today and see what it has. It does have it has, it has the train derailment there. Um, so yeah, that's, I don't know. I just wanted to check in on it and see if there was anything else. South Dakota weather storm. Yep. Yep. Have fun. You guys are getting ready to get blasted north of us with a shit ton of snow and west of us. Hopefully we only get about two inches, but I got a feeling it's, uh, yeah. What's this in Cuba? Industrial breakdown of energy supply systems in Cuba. Major power outage in Cuba yesterday. And then 214, explosion surrounding, uh, an explosion injured one at a Havana hotel blast. Hmm. Public safety incident, 22-year-old man shot near Times Square in New York City has died. That is the 13th. Anyways, um, I figured I'd just go take a look around that for a little bit. But I want to read you this. I want to read you this to kind of wrap the show into a little bowl for you guys today. I hope you guys are enjoying it. A little something a little different, you know, still getting the news out there. Oh, I forgot to check in with, uh, see if there's anything interesting happening right now. Uh, probably not. Um, helicopter crash, blah, 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 blah. has got some new stuff out, covered all that already. Um, uh, another Body cam footage thing, whatever. Uh, let's see. No survivors from the Alabama helicopter crash. Uh, DEA chief revealed three areas where the AMLO government is not cooperating with us. Mexico is not sharing info on fentanyl and fentanyl precursor seizures. Fent Mexico is not allowing joint operations versus clandestine labs. And the DEA is not satisfied with total extraditions from Mexico. Not good. Not good. Um, I asked... Uh, Todd Bensman and and a co and um Michael or uh to see if he can get us any information on the drug war happening in Mexico in the Sonolas area Sonolas cartel area there's a lot of shit happening down there here's the video of the helicopter crap wow where is this this is what was it Alabama that thing's just going straight down Wow. So I don't know. Um, there's, I don't think there's any talk yet on, on anything on that front. So 
Oh, I didn't show you that. Hey, you know, there's nothing to see. You can't really see anything. Um, Large police presence in downtown St. Paul, Belushi. Pursuit of a vehicle and a recent shots fired incident near I-94 Mounds Road. Um, <clears throat> another suicide in L.A. Suicide weekend. Um, <laughs> Titanic wreckage? Hmm, interesting. Ohio fugitive wanted for child rape. Found living in an astro van in Florida. Hope you go to jail for the rest of your life and get get bent. What? All right. What is this footage of? Uh, oh, oceanography team releases rare uncut footage from the 1986 dive on the Titanic wreckage. Hmm. Interesting. Sorry, I want to see that front. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> you can't really see. That's an iceberg hole, huh? It's an awfully straight line right there. Kind of cool. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that from breaking 911 just now a little bit ago. Other than that, guys, I don't really see a whole lot of other stuff. Um, oh, that is a UH-60 Blackhawk that crashed um, in Alabama, killing all personnel on board. That was a Blackhawk, not a... Uh, I thought it was a personal, like a news chopper or something. Here's the video. You can see it right up here falling, right? See it up top? Right there. You can kind of see it.
So that from um, that happened in about um, about forty five minutes ago or so. So there's that. Um, <laughs> Scotus from Just the News. Scotus to reconsider hearing the case against Biden, Harris, and lawmakers ignored the 2020 election fraud and broke their oaths. The Brunson case is for review on Friday. And to mark my words, I can't wait. If, if I'm proven wrong, I'm, I'm hoping I am, actually. But there ain't no freaking chance, dude. They're, it's just garbage, dude. Um, you had me at Titanic. You want that link? Yep. I can get that to you. And if Toriel wants it, that means somebody else out there wants it, too. I'll get it to all you guys out there. How's that sound? Yeah, the whole story behind the Titanic. The, the real story behind the Titanic is actually interesting, isn't it? All right, there's that. Uh, let me just, again, just check in real quick to see if there's anything breaking out there. Last 10 minutes or so, we'll get to the last couple of things I got for you today. Uh, what's Sidney Powell got out there today? Um, the Elon thing and a press release. Hmm, what's this? What do you got, Sydney? Two new class action lawsuits filed against the United States in the Court of Federal Claims. Defend, defending the Republic with co-counsel Dale Sarin and Andrew Mayer is proud to announce a new class action lawsuits filed against the United States and the U.S. Court of Federal Claims for its wrongful, wrongful conduct in using the Department of Defense's COVID-19 vaccine mandate to punish military service members who lawfully declined the experimental back vaccines. In these lawsuits, defending the Republic represents uh, its Patello versus United States and Bassin versus United States. Um, defending the Republic represents current and former members of the National Guard and Armed Forces Reserves and former active duty members who were wrongfully discharged or dropped from active service as a result were wrongfully denied pay and benefits. The lawsuit seeks back pay, rest restoration of benefits, reinstatement, correction of military records, and damages for systematic violations of religious liberties for a, for a class of 70,000 to 100,000 National Guardmen reservists and over 8,000 former active duty service members. Many of these service members had their religious accommodation requests to the vaccines unlawfully denied in violation of the First Amendment Free Exercise Clause and the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. They were subjected to what the courts have described as the military's sham process for reviewing religious accommodation requests that amounted to little more than theater. Other service members simply refused experimental and unproven COVID-19 vaccines that did not confer immunity and caused significant side effects, including death. There is no doubt that these members of the National Guard Reserves and active duty members from branches all over from all branches were capable and ready to serve their country. They should have been allowed to continue to serve with distinction and without being forced to take these ineffective vaccines. Instead, the Biden administration retaliated and stripped these heroes of their retirement benefits, reduced their pay, and in, in the most extreme cases, completely removed them from service. The DOD purged over 100,000 service members and would have purged tens or hundreds of thousands more 
if not for the injunctions in place against five of the six armed services, this is the greatest reduction in force since the end of the Cold War and is likely the greatest self-inflicted threat to national security and military readiness in our nation's history as we have faced the prospect of war with rival superpowers on multiple fronts around the world. In reaction to this, Congress has eliminated the DOD COVID-19 mandate in fiscal year 2023 National Defense Authorization Act, where nearly 80% of the House and the Senate directed Secretary of Austin to rescind the mandate. Rescind is a legal term of art, meaning that the mandate is null and void from the beginning. It must be undone from the outset with full retroactive effect and restore all adversely affected service members to their position in which they would have been absent the mandate. DOD has rescinded the mandate, but it refused to consider reinstatement or back pay for wrongfully discharged service members. Defending the Republic will not stand back and let the Biden administration punish the unvaccinated. These class actions will seek reinstatement and compensation and restore the rights of tens of thousands of the bravest Americans. Our team at Defending Republic Incorporated fights the battles others fear. We fight for you. Thank you, Sidney Powell and Defending the Republic. For that great news, we knew that was coming. And a lot more on that front, too, I hope. Um, Scotland minister resigns, leftist scumbag. That's about it, really. Fentanyl being used to poison Americans. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. All right, about six minutes left. Thanks for hanging out today, guys. I appreciate you all very much. Another uh, interesting day. Let me check in with a couple other things that I had up for you guys today. Uh, let's see. What was the one thing I wanted to read? Oh, I wanted to, I'll save that one. It's a pretty good read, but I'll save that one. If I had, if I had extra time, I was going to read that. Um, let me check in with uh, President Trump real quick to see if he's got anything out of his truth. And then we'll get the last couple of things out there from wherever else it may be. Trump, truth is hot, hot, hot. About an hour ago. Was feeling hot, hot, hot. <laughs> American thinker DeSantis is Trump worried about <laughs> is Trump without the baggage? Crowd is in for a rude awakening. Yeah, that they are. Our country, our once great country, has never seen political weaponization like they are seeing today. This is the Gestapo and KGB all wrapped into one. We've got to take our country back and make America great again. Well, um, they got two years to destroy us, sir. So, um, and they're going to keep coming as he is seeing now. All right, Skoda's blog. I wanted to check in with them today to see if they got anything new other than a waste of time Supreme Court cases. Uh, and a pair of challenges to student debt relief, big questions about agency authority and the right to sue. That's going to be very interesting, that whole student loan debt thing is going to blow up in Biden's face. My bro Joe uh, highlighted a bunch of FCCED yesterday. He's got those out on his uh, True Social. If you want to check that out, at Average Joe Patriots. UK regulator pros Barclays over failures in anti-mundry laundering systems. Italy's ex-prime minister Silvio Berscaloni acquitted in witness bribery case. Amazon consultant jailed for bribery scheme. Indian tax officers raid BBC offices. Qatar European Union scandal. Qatargate. Uh, interesting. 
Money laundering in 2023, Mexico's top chief security chief stole $745 million from contracts, probably U.S. taxpayer dollars, and it probably wasn't a steal. It was meant to be that way. Anyways, Boston mayor's finance director charged with money laundering an alleged poison drug scheme. Israel police arrested dozens of corruption probe of the defense ministry. Huh. What do we have here? That one catches my eye. Dozens of people in the defense ministry were arrested on Monday morning as a suspicion of corruption at the end of the year-long undercover investigation conducted by the Israeli police Lahav 433 unit, the director of security and defense establishment, according to Israel police spokesman. Save Israel for last. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Don't go there yet. The investigation was opened after the director of security and defense establishment. Again, Netanyahu was overthrown. We all, we all know that that whole corruption thing they was, was on purpose, and it was a setup of Netanyahu because of the peace deal. The investigation was opened after the director of security and defense establishment raised suspicions of corruption, and it revealed a cartel of corruption and bribery in which contractors and officials in the defense ministry engineering and construction. Uh, Mike just decided to take a fall there. Sorry. Uh, I can't wait for a new mic stand. One of the subjects in the case, um, sorry, I lost my spot. The investigation was opened after the director of security and defense establishment raised suspicions of corruption and revealed the cartel corruption and bribery in which contractors and officials in the defense ministry, engineering and construction department were involved. One of the suspects in the case was found to have business relations with the head of an Israeli crime organization. No kidding. That's just business as usual. Among those arrested were contractors, a lawyer, company owners, employees, and officials in the defense ministry's engineering and construction department. The suspects are accused of taking and giving bribes, fraud, breach of trust, reaching, receiving things fraudulently under aggravating circumstances, connections to crime, false registration, and corporate documents, money laundering, and tax crimes. As well as the arrest, the police took control of the bank accounts and real estate and confiscated cash and multiple currencies, fancy cars, and expensive jewelry. The defense ministry in a statement said that it sees the suspicions severely and is cooperating and assisting with the investigation and will work to bring perpetrators to justice. Well, 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 that one definitely interesting, man. Holy shit. Uh, and then from the justice department today, I got the um, street gang member pleading guilty in a Rico conspiracy out of the Virgin islands. If you guys missed that one at the beginning of the show, a very important announcement today as well. Um, the whole crime syndicate that was the, the Paul Gerard criminal enterprise in the Virgin Islands has been dismantled. So that came from, the, from uh, the Department of Just Us today. Thank you all for hanging out today for another quick session of, of, of uncensored news in a news blitz. <laughs> Nat Hendry, Daisy Chains, Abolitionist, Victoria, Pauly, Belouche, Sean Joe, and who cares with a 3563 gold pill support today. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you all very much for your support. Couldn't do it without you guys. I appreciate it. Go ahead and grab your reward for hanging out for the whole show. Everyone over there on tour three tiger network, all the lurkers listeners appreciate you all very much. American Patriots beachside Nana knows X coys knock my socks off. Chris. Thank you all guys for being here as always much love and God bless you all. I appreciate it. Twitch crowd was fire today. Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you all very much. Jane and Chris, um, Z Patriot, 
all you out there lurking and listening, even Vampire Hunter, I hope you listen more and and all the whole show because if you listen to 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 more things, you'll know more about what we do here and you'll know more about me too. And then you wouldn't have to make such a statement. Anyways, D Live, thank you for being here today as well. I appreciate you all. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. We'll be back here tomorrow, 12 noon central, one eastern, back with Red Pill tomorrow. I'll be up and at them. I'm also have been contacted to potentially do an international radio show on Sunday mornings. Um, waiting to hear back more on that. I hope that that does work itself out. I would love to tell you guys more about that. And lastly, uh, tomorrow, back tomorrow, four, five Eastern, four Central, Uncensored Dave. Check out uncensoreddave.com. With that, God bless you all. Have a great evening. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.